You are listening to the Simple Self-Care Podcast by Naturally Randy Kay, a show dedicated to taking good care through connecting with the natural rhythms of the seasons and your own inner wisdom. I created this podcast to show you that self-care is more than a buzzword and a good intention. It's a vital tool for your healing journey that can fit beautifully into your everyday life. Join me as we explore the nature within and remind ourselves that we are our wisest healer. The number one obstacle I hear from people when it comes to having a self-care practice is time. Not enough time. Hands down, most common thing. While the time struggle is real for all of us, it's actually good news when that is the main thing holding you back. Because finding more time can be done with just a few tweaks on how you spend your time and how you perceive time. And in today's episode, I'll be sharing just how simple having more time for self-care actually is. If you are a longtime listener of this show, or you've gone back and binged my earlier episodes, you know that I've tackled this time topic before, way back in episode five. But because we have so many new listener friends, and it's still a topic that comes up all of the time in my communities, I figured it was worth a revisit. And with daylight savings time on the horizon for this weekend, I figured time was on the mind anyway. So no need to go back and listen to that episode, for I will be reiterating and expounding upon the points I made there. But if you'd like to hear those points interjected with share songs about time, (laughs) then have at it. But for now, we will get right to it. So, time. It's a steady constant that governs days, months, years, and seasons, like, well, clockwork. But we have turned time into a scarcity, a luxury, and even an adversary. If time is just doing its thing in a very dependable way, then why does it take so many forms? Why does it seem like some fickle trickster messing with our concept of what time actually is? I'm sorry to say that the problem is not with time at all. The problem is actually with ourselves and our brilliant human minds. But it's all good because we can use these minds to adjust our perception of time and turn it into an abundant friend who is always on our side. Allow me to explain by presenting my suggestions with two different categories, timing and timing. First, timing as in duration, how much time something can take. When it comes to your practice, there needs to be a reframing of what you think a personal practice has to be. Think small and simple instead of hours of intense exercise every day and luxurious spa treatments. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is wisdom in the small and simple tasks. There also needs to be an understanding of how much time your practice actually requires. I've timed my morning self-care ritual before, and I couldn't believe that my meditation, breathing, sometimes journaling, check-in, 
averages between 5 to 10 minutes. It can take longer if I include some yoga or something, but my non-negotiable daily practices take very little time. This has been helpful knowledge because when I have mornings where I sleep in a bit or have early morning commitments, I know my check-in only takes five minutes and I really do have time for it before I head out the door. Before I timed my practices of choice, it seemed like it took a long time. This is because I felt like I got so much done within that time, but also because at first it felt pretty daunting. There was so much I wanted to do, and I thought I had to do all of it, and I couldn't imagine having enough time for all of it. But timing how long things actually took helped me carve out the time needed, and it brought my perception of time back into real time. And real time is where it's at. And the more I did it, the less real time it took. It can take a bit more time up front because there is a lot of experimenting and trying things out, but I was quickly able to streamline it the more comfortable I got. Think about when you learned how to tie your shoes. It first took time and discipline and maybe some frustration to get it down, but now look at you. You could tie your shoes in your sleep. So if something is taking up a bit more time than you'd like, just think of it as upfront costs. Put in the time when you can and know that eventually it really isn't going to take much time at all. I have also applied this timing your activities trick with things that aren't my favorite, like doing the dishes or cleaning up after my golden doodle puppy hurricane It seems like I have to take big chunks of time out of the day to get things done, but keeping things tidy takes just as much time as a social media break. So again, real time for the win. And along those lines, another helpful thing you can do is monitor how you spend your spare time and identify what your biggest time sucks are. You can now monitor how much time you spend on certain apps on your phone and Even iPhones now have screen time limitations you can set. So check it out in the settings, and uh, it's a humbling experience. Most of us have no idea how long we are actually on Facebook and the like every day, how many hours of TV we end up binging at the end of the day. When you do a sort of time audit on your current activities, you will find that you are spending more time than you think doing things you don't really want or need to be doing with your precious spare time. And when you can set boundaries around these tasks, voila, more time to do things that serve your greater good. Second, timing as in be wise with your timing. Another important thing to consider is the timing of your activities. Going back to the dishes example, I do a good portion of my work from home. If I break from my workday to do housework, it frequently disrupts my productivity and vice versa, resulting in me feeling like I didn't do anything that great. In fact, there is a thing called the task switching cost. Recent estimates show that you can lose up to 40% of your productivity when you switch tasks according to Psychology Today. Modern research is showing that multitasking really isn't a possible thing, 
And that constant switching of focus can not only cost you time, but it can cost you the ability to really perform well while doing each task. So the key is to be wiser with when you do certain things and time them in a way that lets you actually get them done. With this new efficiency, you will find that you have more time to take a bit of a breather. So choose times of the day where self-care can fit organically into your life and really take advantage of those little gifts of time. Can you breathe and meditate while you make your morning coffee instead of checking social media or reading the news? Can you do a simple stretching routine before you get out of bed? Can you take a journaling break to clear your head and refocus? Is it easier to go to the gym first thing in the morning or on your way home from work? Are there predictable pockets of time at home where you can plan on checking in with yourself? Be a curious observer of what works the best for you. There is no right or wrong here. But where people get stuck is assuming that there is a right or wrong. You know yourself really well, so be wise with your timing and make space for the things that matter the most. So as we begin to shift into this new spring season, where things pick up a bit, and for a lot of us, we do lose an hour of actual time, Use this change of pace to reevaluate your relationship with time, how you view it and how you spend it. And don't blame our dear father time for your struggles. You have all the time in the world. It's up to you to use it wisely. And if you are in need of some extra support, getting into a new rhythm and creating more time for your much needed self-care practices, I invite you to chat with me about my one-on-one self-care mentoring program. We spend an entire month together getting clear on what self-care looks like for you based on your individual needs and schedule. We deep dive into your holdups and obstacles and work through them together. I also offer personalized instruction on practices that could help ease your body pain, reduce anxiety, stress, whatever's coming up for you. I've got a lot of tools to throw your way. It's amazing what kind of transformation can happen by implementing some simple self-care techniques and a personal accountability buddy. I'd love to help you ease through this challenging seasonal change. So send me an email at randy at naturallyrandyk.com. And that's Randy with an I, K-A-Y. And we can set up a call to chat more about it and I can answer your questions. Or you can head over to naturallyrandyk.com slash mentoring to learn more. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Randy K, a holistic wellness practitioner and educator. Through my online resources and one-on-one mentoring programs, I teach women holistic ways to tune into their inner wisdom and establish healing seasonal practices so they can know how to heal their own pain and feel healthy and at home from the inside out. And until we meet again, take good care and enjoy the journey.